You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. For two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Yo, what's up? This is Colton. Hi, this is Jessalyn. And what episode is this, Jessalyn? This is episode nine. Episode nine. Look at us. Who would have thought? I know. We're like seriously into it now. Oh, yes. Because we do it once a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's the track, but that's not bad. No, we're just getting started. Getting warmed up. Yeah. I think once we get some sponsors. Like perhaps from... What are you uh, sucking on? <laughs> What's in my mouth? What's in your mouth, Colton? I have Fisherman's Friends. As do I. This is like an exclusive flavor, though. Yeah, black currant. Black currant. You can't go wrong. Where'd you get it? In Asia. Oh, of Hong course. Kong. Speaking of which, aren't you going? Yeah, soon? I'm going like tomorrow night slash Saturday morning. Okay, so if my flight is at 1 a.m. on Friday and somebody asks, when are you leaving? Do I say I'm leaving Saturday morning or do I say I'm leaving Friday night? Friday night. But technically it's Saturday. It's a morning. I know. But like if you're clubbing, you're not saying, oh, I, where are you right now? Tonight. It's <laughs> 1 a.m. <laughs> what? Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> that night continues. Yeah. So, but do you say I'm par- I party till like Saturday morning? If you did. And that's like around, you know. 4 a.m. Okay, so like, yeah, like my understanding is that 3 a.m. is like the cutoff date for that. And then, so anything before that, it's still considered Friday night. Yeah, that's what I think too. But if you're going on a technicality, yeah, then it's 12 a.m. is Saturday morning. Right. Okay, anyways, so I'm going Friday night. <laughs> Friday, oh, that makes sense, 1 a.m. you say? Yeah, yeah. okay. So yeah, um, it's just a work trip. So where are you I'm, going? I'm going to Hong Kong first, then I'm going into Dongguan, China, and then from Dongguan, China, I go back to Hong Kong, fly to Hanoi in Vietnam for two days, fly back to Hong Kong, stay one night in Hong Kong, fly to Shanghai. Oh my god! Stay four days and four or five days in Shanghai, fly back to Hong Kong, stay one night, and then fly back from Hong Kong. To Vancouver. <laughs> What's up with going back to Hong Kong? You That's can't like do the central everything. point. Well, it's uh, just a central point because a lot of flights in oh, Asia, right. like, fly from Hong Kong. So, yeah. That's a lot of flights. I know, but, yeah, I'm collecting points, so that's, that's the true. bonus of it. <laughs> How long are you gone for? Two weeks. So, just November 24th to December 8th. Oh, my. That's so long. You know what I realized? When we record our next episode, episode 10, it'll be, like, our Christmas episode. <gasps> It would it's, be. It's December. It's November twenty third today. Mm-hmm. So if we're like on that track of like a month, then our next podcast will be around oh December twentieth, twenty third. We'll have like a Christmas Eve Eve podcast. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, and episode ten is going to be a very special episode. No, don't reveal what we're going to do, but it's going to be a very so special. It's going to be so special. You're going to love everything we're doing. And you're going to learn so fucking oh, it's much. An educational. Special episode 10. You know it. So what's been going on with you? I know there's been one big news that's been released since our last podcast about your your your, oh, your yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on, help me out here. <laughs> I didn't know what the big news was, but now I remember. I guess it's not big news um, for you. It's, well, it's baby brain too. It's, I'm forgetting about everything and almost everything. No, oh, I meant anything. <laughs> English? <laughs> it's my first language, but you could never guess. Uh, yeah, we found out the sex. 
and drumroll. Oh yeah! <laughs> uh, we're having a girl. Yay! Yeah. So how long? How far along are you? Six months now? Almost. I'm 22 and a bit weeks. So I'll be 23 weeks on Monday. You don't look like it at all. I know. It just looks like I've been eating a lot, <laughs> which I have. Well, even then, like if if you if I didn't know you were pregnant, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed. You know why, too? I lost all the, you know, drunk, swollen face. Yeah. You know, when you drink a lot and then your face gets swollen. <laughs> I lost all of that. Really? So yeah. People just thought I was, like, losing weight. I was like, no, just the swelling. I thought it was just your bangs. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I got bangs. Update. Yeah, she got bangs. So much great news that's happened since our last she, podcast. She has blunt bangs. Yes. Okay, so baby girl. Yep. Baby brain. Baby brain. Yeah, that's fucking me up, like, so bad. I think I'm I'm stupid now. You're stupid. Yeah. Well, you're stupid before. <laughs> okay, then fine. I'm so much Joking. more. I love you. You're not <laughs> stupid. so bad. And you're I'm so sensitive. Smart. You don't know this, but I'm crying Are right you? now. No. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about this sooner. I like pregnant Jess. <laughs> <laughs> she's cool. She has no glow yet. She's cool. Oh, I see that glow. Oh, you do? You're it's glowing. called sweaty. <laughs> it's A nice stream. moist sheen. <laughs> Yeah, we're in the Vancouver Public Library again. Yeah, I feel like this is this like place. our recording studio now. Especially this space. Yeah. It's like the only studio space that never gets booked. Exactly. When we're here. Crammed inside a small room. Yeah. It's all cool right. though. I guess today is American Thanksgiving Oh too. yeah, happy Gobble Gobble Day to all our American listeners. All, all of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like negative one American <laughs> listeners? I think we almost had one, but uh, yeah, so yeah, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. We're yeah. grateful for you. Totally. Um, so grateful. If, if you are an American listener, I don't know, but if you are, um, comment on our Instagram. I'd like yeah. to know if we actually do have American listeners. As far as I know, I'm pretty sure it's just like our friends that are listening to this. Because and your sister. <laughs> yeah, and your sister. All right, so what else has been going on? You know, I've been talking about like sexual harassment for so long. That's just like, like all over the news and everything. Yeah, well, it's like since um, Harvey Weinstein is just like the snowball effect. Right. And like Who's the, <laughs> the list is just growing. And the latest I heard from just a few days ago is the most shocking of all. <laughs> Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Oh no! I know. Wait, no. Wait, Aaron Carter's like the the meth head brother, right? Yeah. No, no. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Near and dear to your heart, Nick Carter. So he says, obviously, they're they're always so shocked. Like, yeah. oh, I didn't know. He thought it was consensual, but this happened like, um, 15 years ago. Oh. So this girl, she's like, I forget her name, but she was in a group called Dream. So it's a blonde girl in that group. She was 18. Nick Carter was 22. So he invited her over. They had some drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the bathroom, making out or whatever. He like pulls his pants down and pulls her pants down. She goes, he goes down on her and then they move into the bedroom. And then I don't know exactly, but she wasn't feeling it. And no was like shared, but like he went all the way. Mm-hmm. And then she, I guess she just, I think at that point too, you're frozen. It's like, you've said what you need to say, and now it's, like, not stopping. And then you're like, what can I do now? And you're just frozen, right? It's like something you can, like, fight off. So Nick Carter thought it was consensual. Mm -hmm. Um, Later on, they continue to, like, work together. They recorded a song together. Right. She, like, sends her condolences to Nick after, like, um, there was a death. There was two deaths in her family. Right, right. Um, So he thought it was... They were still okay, like nothing happened because he's apparently 
he's never heard of it. This is the first time he's ever heard of it. And she has never brought it up to him. So what do you think? Do you think it was consensual or do you think like she was I, too terrified to say or make like try and stop it? So she's like, it sounds like it's not. What does she have to gain or lose? Mm. Oh, she, she's got more to lose than gain by like airing this certain news. Right. And now maybe she's in that space where she feels since everyone is brave enough to share now, mm-hmm. I can too, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, even though so much time has passed, like. Yeah. She's probably been carrying this with her, like, her whole entire, whatever, 15, 16 years now. Mm-hmm. So, I remember we were talking before, it's like, when we hear a guy say something yeah. about, like, sexual assault. It's, like, rape, so shocking. Yeah, we're like, oh, it's shocking, and you believe yeah. them. And then girls are like, well, mm, yeah. does she just want to be, like, in the limelight now? Yeah, like, yeah. she's not famous now, and this is, like, her chance. Right. I don't feel that way with this girl. You think it's, like, legit? I feel like it's legit, and... Maybe Nick Carter is, he grew up, like, in the spotlight mm-hmm. in a um, band that's very popular and probably very used to getting his own way. Right. And this is just, like, another... Yeah, way of him getting his own way. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm wondering if Nick Carter, like, what do you, like, what, what is Nick, is if it was Nick Carter being genuine when he said he didn't know or, like, he thought it was consensual yeah. or not, right? And then it also kind of reminds you, like, you're talking about girls crying wolf in a sense. Well, you know how um, the writer of Girls Ugh, also yeah. got exposed as well? Lena Dunham and I can't remember the other girl, but they both like wrote like a public yeah. thing saying that like she is lying and like she's over exaggerating and this and that. Yeah. Only to get like major backlash. She's not she was she didn't really rescind what she said. She just said it wasn't the right time to say that. That's the thing. This maybe this falls into this whole like white privilege thing again, mm-hmm. where you just feel vocal about saying everything. Yeah. And she's supposed to be proud about like supporting women. Yeah. Um, but she does the opposite like all the time. She's also known this guy for years. So it was like a defense, like, oh, I'm protecting my friend. He's never been that type of guy. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's not that type of guy totally. when you're not around. Yeah. So exactly. she's like totally discredited yeah. the girl who's come out. All right, so that's that's an update on the the sexual assault cases in the celebrity world. What else have we been up to? We did if you saw on Instagram, we did um Castle oh, Fun yeah. Park. We did. That was so much fun. We did a lot of stuff actually. Yeah. Castle Fun Park. Who went... won mini golf? I did. No, you did. Yes, I did. Oh, then I don't remember. <laughs> oh, <Castle Park>. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient that your baby brain kicks in on that moment. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Actually, I think I you did win. Actually, you're right. Yeah, and you kept the the score sheet too. So no, I threw that out. There's I no evidence. <laughs> so in case okay, for our well, listeners, Castle Fun Park is like, what do you what would you call that? Like a leisure center? No, not leisure center. Uh, it's like a leisure activity center. Yeah, There's so like video games, batting cages, batting cage, mini golf, mini golf. Does that laser yeah. dome thing? Yeah, laser dome thing. Um, you you essentially it's like Chuck E. Cheese's, I guess. Yeah, but for like. Grown-ups. Yeah. And for kids, too. Exactly. So you get tickets, and then, or you can win tickets, and then you get prizes at the end. Yeah. And we got a lot of sour twists. Oh, Because they boy, didn't have did sour we? keys, so we got sour twists. Yeah, I got some bracelets. Yeah. Which, why aren't you wearing them? Oh, I got over them. <laughs> <laughs> Where's yours? Did you have a bracelet? No. No, you had glow-in-the-dark yeah. stars. And I stuck those bad boys up. And did and they I, work? Yeah. Um, needs to be more sunny, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I it also, hasn't been really these days. I got an arm man I put in my terrarium. Oh, yeah, I'm artsy fartsy like that. Look at you, so hipster dipster. Yeah. And then speaking of artsy fartsy hipster dipster, what else did we do? <laughs> so the following weekend, we went and did the East Bank Culture Call. Yeah, so that the, was fun too. Yeah, 
The culture call is essentially like one time a year, four days, four days out of the week from I think it was like the sixteenth, yeah, sixteenth to the twentieth or something like yeah. that. Um, the local the local artists kind of open their studios and kind of let people in to see all the local art in our community. So obviously, me and Jess, big artsy fartsy people, oh, the arts, yes, hit it up. Arts, yes. You just said it's. We went to one major art building, uh, and you start off on the fourth floor, and you just kind of make your make your way through all the studios. Yeah, remember that little girl? She's <laughs> she's been working one. through her like the different floors too. So she's like talking to her mom. She's yeah. like, "Wait, we've been here before." <laughs> the mom's like, "No, we haven't." She's like, "Yeah, we have." And she's like, "Okay, well, what do you see?" She's like, "Scribbles." <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like. More scribbles. <laughs> and the artist was like right there. Just mean mugging her. Um, well, to be fair, there's a lot of scribbles. Yeah, I mean, she was being literal. <laughs> totally. So that combined with you declaring that you could do all the art in that building was it also... Totally do it. <laughs> like, That's so like, easy. I can do this and sell this on Etsy. <laughs> I can do that. The only thing I couldn't make was that um, the furniture that made <laughs> music. Oh, yeah. So there was, like, it pretty much looked like a stool. There was a hollow stool yeah. that you could, like, play on, like a moringa. Yeah. Moringa? Is it a moringa? What's a moringa? I don't know. It's like the, the Jamaican drugs. Oh, that's moringa. Oh, wait. Oh, that's yeah. like Is xylophone. It? Yeah, xylophone, too. That works. But anyways, yeah. We're creating visuals here. I'm kind of bummed, like, I just got sick that day, too. Yeah. And I was like harsh feeling it. And so I couldn't really enjoy the art as much as I could. I couldn't really absorb and analyze and understand. Could have fooled me. The expression. <laughs> That's okay. I might have been sick that day too then. Really? No. Oh. I, I didn't absorb as much as maybe I, I could have absorbed. Um, okay. So I think I we've done enough catching up. You did enough. You did enough. <laughs> Going on about fucking Nick Carter. Yeah, that went on long. Sorry, y'all. Your your sexual predator boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, we did not go out. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. Um. Yeah. Well, let's see. A couple things that popped up. Um, in the news. I don't know if you saw, but this SkyTrain extension. People are looking at possibly. Um. Or I guess the city is looking to extend the SkyTrain. Okay. Um. And have it run longer. Run longer, like in terms of hours, or yeah, like in terms of, I like, think twenty four hours was something they they proposed, and the city said it may be feasible. I don't understand why it can't be twenty four hours. Like Toronto is not even twenty four hours. There's ends at like one thirty. How about New York? New York is twenty four hours, but yeah. I think um, then the lines get like more scarce. Like it's two every two hours right. or something like that. So they're reviewing it. And they said it's feasible, but it's going to be very expensive. So that means we're going to pay for it. Or yeah, totally. the fares are going to go up. Oh, the, yeah, there's that too. But then for people who do, it's mostly for people who like party Yeah. downtown anyways. Um, so for the longest time, they haven't even proposed it. Because mm-hmm. um, police officers were saying, hey, we don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an ex, I think he was an ex uh, Vancouver police um, sergeant. He mm-hmm. accused TransLinked of um deliberately making it more difficult for bar patrons and like employees to get out of the city late at night because mm-hmm. most places close at three right the last call is like you know 2 30 okay um and then the last train that leaves is like one o'clock right. from waterfront. waterfront right so then that like, doesn't make sense it yeah. doesn't like you're 
But who actually stayed? Like, why do people stay till the very end? Like, why wouldn't you go home? No, but like, why at a would reasonable you time, one? you know, go home, have your tea, and just get into bed and have a kids early don't night. start at like nine p.m. <laughs> yeah. You're not like going to the club at nine p.m. I guess yeah. this is mostly for the kids then. Yeah, but if you think about it, if the trains run later, then you you don't risk. Maybe it's like less of a risk of people driving drunk. Yeah, that's true. Um, cabs are such a bitch in the city to get all together. Yeah, especially at that time. Yeah, there's like no way, and plus you don't have Uber or anything yeah. like that. So maybe they just make it a weekend thing. Wouldn't it be a weekday thing? Yeah, weekend makes sense. I would so. agree to that. But then I don't know. It's not for my benefit. No, it's not. I feel like they should hike the prices up for fares at a certain time. Like you know what I mean? If they're gonna make it run twenty four hours, then people who are taking those should have to pay for it. So then maybe they should just do it like even an hour later. Yeah. That would be we'll 2 a.m., yeah. A little bit extra. I don't know. Who are we to tell them what to do? Fuck, we're like old people saying, like, yeah. you realize one o'clock is already late? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for those who don't know, for all our American listeners, the SkyTrain in Vancouver is your equivalent of a subway station, essentially. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yes. Right? All, for all the U.S. listeners. Yeah, exactly. This one's for you. Who are eating their turkey right now. Yes. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I am agreeing with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. If it's like a Friday, Saturday thing only. Yeah. Oh, they were like, they want to see trains open till, well, well past three. That's a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's excessive. Come on. I won't uh, sign to that. <laughs> 2.30? Okay. Two o'clock? Better. So what's the general feedback then is like, do they think they're going to do it? Like, do they do it right away? The businesses for sure yeah. are definitely behind that. For sure. Because it just means that they're going to stay later and drink more. I think in terms of like a safety standpoint, I think this is a really good idea. Um, yeah, me too. It doesn't appeal to me. So in a sense, I don't, I kind of am annoyed that I would have to pay for that. Yeah, it's so annoying. So that your drunk ass can get home. But if it means, you know. Safety. Safety for the drunkards, then I Make guess Make sure they get okay. out of the city. I just, it, I would be annoyed if it's like a huge hike and fair. Yeah. I'm which just... I'm sure they'll make sure we pay for it. Okay. What else is on that? Oh, then it was just, uh, that was it. The other thing I had, but we don't have to talk about it, is like just jaywalking. That was your that was your topic. That was your issue. That was my that yeah. That was my only topic was the extension <laughs> of that. How about Vancouver. you? <laughs> Vancouver Transit. Sorry, you just kind of threw me off guard there. I was like, oh, I thought there was more. <laughs> uh, did I say feasible but expensive? Feasible but expensive. Okay, there. That's better. Now. The end. Okay, so my topic um, is I had get this daily like news email called it's nice that and it's just um daily digest on like things going on in the art world one of them uh, i guess did like an expose on this chinese photographer who photographs her family in non-typical family settings so like rather than the wife cooking and cleaning it's the husband cooking and cleaning and dressed up like like a female okay or like the husband cooking dinner while the wife is like dressed up in like a business suit okay so, so like it's gender like, yeah it's like gender roles. swapping and just like shining a new light on how chinese dynamics are in family in terms of like a family relation and then one of them was uh she did like this art piece on a video of her in the middle her mom on one side her dad on the other side so she was like sandwiched and then in between her were two balloons and they would have to like embrace each other really tightly to try and pop the balloons Oh, interesting. So it's a play on how there's a lack of public displays of emotion in Chinese families. And I don't think it's just limited to Chinese families. I think it's observable in like Korean culture as well. 
Um, I'm pretty sure Japanese culture is also the same thing. But that kind of made me think, yeah, I do notice that there is a, definitely a lack of public displays of affection and also emotion in, in like my culture, in Asian culture. So then it kind of had me Googling, why, why don't parents, why don't Chinese parents say I love you? Yeah. And then from that, it brought up this article on why PDE, public displays of emotion, aren't relevant in Chinese culture. Okay. So I started reading this article on it. And it talks about how um, in Chinese culture, like I'm, I'm using Chinese culture as the main example, but it's not like it's, it's not specific to Chinese though. Okay. Um, one part of the article, they say Chinese families know how to live, how to love fiercely, um, but they don't know how to speak it emotionally or speak it vo- uh, vocally or physically. Um, they do it through immense generosity, unwavering loyalty, and a lot of food. Okay, that makes sense. We love sense. differently, not better, not worse, but differently. And then that had me thinking, who's to say that public displays of emotion is the norm of expressing love towards someone, like, hmm. a, to a loved one? Yeah, that's right? true. Like, I was thinking about, like, the dynamics of my mom. Like, I've never said I love you to my mom. And, like, why should I feel ashamed about that? No, you shouldn't. You visit her every Sunday. Yeah. And there's, like, different ways to express it, too, right? Yeah. So... Uh, the comment where they're saying, um, through immense generosity, unwavering loyalty, and a lot of food. Food is definitely, I think, the way that my mom expresses her, like, a huge amount of love for me, you know? Yeah. The reason why I go home every Sunday is because she guilts me about it. <laughs> but she's like, yeah. she wants me to come home on Sunday so that I can eat with her. And she yeah. can, like, like, feed me, essentially. And then when I leave, she can give me leftovers. More love! Yeah, and then she's just like, and when I don't want leftovers... She gets upset and, like, irritated with me. Yeah, you've just rejected her love. Yeah, but, you know, you don't really put into that kind of context, right? That No. You know, because growing up in Western culture, my definition of expressing love is by saying it and through, like, physical actions, right? Like a hug or, like, a pat on the back or telling you I love you or, you know, just being affectionate. I can do that with anybody but my mom. So, okay, I get what you mean, too. And a lot of it is, like, Asian dynamics. Yeah. Do you know the the book, The Five Love Languages? Yes. No, I've heard of it. I haven't read it. So people, they have, uh, okay, so there's five different love languages and people are receptive to certain ones. Like, yours is more, like, words of affirmation. You like saying I love you, you like hearing it. Yours is physical touch. You like being hugged. Mm -hmm. Um, held, kissed, yeah. and then your mom is gift giving. She feels like she's giving right. you love yes. by gifts. And yeah. When you give her gifts, she probably feels loved, or is that quality time? So yeah. maybe she feels more love when you're spending quality time. Yeah. So did I just say five? No, I said no, four. Yeah. Is that four? Yeah. Time to be. Just kidding. <laughs> um. So the, what is it? Physical touch. Um. Words of affirmation. Yeah. Gift giving. Gift giving. I don't know what the rest Quality is. time. Quality time. Like spending time. F- yeah. And then there's a fifth one because I did say five. <laughs> well, let's just say there's four now. Okay. <laughs> now there, there's five. So there's a fifth one. Mm. Um, and then that's how people are responsive to like, love. love. Yeah. Like affection. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it just had me thinking like, I think my mom has a hard time understanding, not the difference, but like the cultural differences between like she doesn't, she doesn't understand this cultural differences. She probably thinks that when I don't want her leftovers, that I don't want her love. You and me. But um, in my mind, I was like, I don't want my leftovers because next week I'm eating out every day. I don't have time to eat leftovers. I don't want to throw out the leftovers. Yeah. And then you know feel I mean? bad about yeah, wasting feel, yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas all I, I, all I, I don't know if I, yeah, I guess so. I 
think I would want my mom to tell me that she loves me. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's your love language. Yeah. That's something that's important to you. Yeah. So we kind of progressed. Now, instead of, like, so when we say goodbye, she doesn't say, uh, I love you, but she says, take care. Aw. See? Does yeah. that make you feel really good? It's like, it's weird though, right? It's just like, she can't say, I love you. Yeah. But she can do it through other ways. But the fact that she has, she can't say that, like, I can't say that. I can't say I love you to my mom. That's just like the hardest thing. One of my goals last year was to say, I love you to my mom. And I don't think I can do that. I just can think. Can you say, love ya? Love ya. Keep it. And then gradually move. I into guess that. so. Um, so just reading that article, there was a viral video that went out from this TV station called Anway. And what it was, was a group of Chinese university students got together and decided that they would go home and tell their parents that they loved them for the first time. And as a result of that, the when they did it, the declaration of love to their parents was mostly met with shock and like confusion and like baffledness. So they were like, what's going on? Like, are you drunk? Um, <laughs> and the other person's like, cut the crap, you know, like, what do you want? It's interesting how there's such a huge, like, even though my mom has lived here for so long, cultural um, nuances like that are so ingrained in her that she can't, like, you know, adapt to a new way of being, so mm. to speak. You know what I mean? Like, she's been in this country for 40 years now. You know what I mean? And yet she can't... Like, there's certain cultural things that she can't adapt to. It's really interesting. Just more from this article. Um, a Peking University sociologist named Jia Zhu Luan explained that the parents' responses reveal Chinese parents are not good at expressing positive emotions and are used to educating children with negative language. Meanwhile, writers at Business Insiders were quick to attribute the fear of the elder to Confucian teaching or the remnants of 20th century communism. And I for sure know that my mom grew up in the time of like that 20th century communism. Oh. And I do agree that my mom is not very quick to provide positive affirmation or positive comments but she's quick to criticize and she's mm. quick to like judge interesting you know what i mean so yeah. the fact that are not good at expressing positive emotions and are used to educating children with negative language that kind of stuff that she did where in her mind like and what she was taught like this is the normal way that chinese yeah. culture is but me living in a western culture that's not normal and that actually fucked me up you know what i mean yeah well because you get the balance or yeah. you get both worlds Totally. So, like, when I'm doing my job or, like, I have a project or I'm working on something, I never think I'm good enough. Oh, no. It's always like this, I can do better. You know, this isn't good enough. You know, it's like I had this inner voice in my head of my mom being like... So, I wonder if, like, that explains a lot of Asians being, like, obviously overachievers. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? (laughs) Not you. I'm just, like, a general... Do you, I guess it's different, like, in the Filipino culture. I know the Filipino families are so warm, and they're very, like... They are, like, they do express, like... Yeah. You know, like, I, like the first guy that I was with, like, when I say that... <laughs> uh, this is awkward. Anyways. Filipino guy. Yeah. Uh, the mom was like, I'm going to call you my son. Yeah, we are very, like, accepting yeah. and welcoming. What's the word for son? Anak? Yeah. yeah. Anak is, like, my child, yeah. my kid. She's like, I'm going to call you that. Yeah. And I was like, oh... Mom! (laughs) Mommy! Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's always, like, this weird... I don't know. I guess I do... Like, when I meet, like, somebody's mom, I'm always, like, yeah, super, like, warm and loving. And they they return it, and I'm just, like, I just eat it up. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like a kid who was never given fruit snacks. (laughs) You're like, fruit snacks? (laughs) Yeah. Juice boxes? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So just one more excerpt from this, this article, because it, it just really hit home for me. From a sociological perspective, studies have also found that the phrase, I love you, tends to be used less in a high context culture where expectations are high and well documented. While in the West, which has a low context society, relationships are often managed with I love you reminders to assure someone of their importance in high context culture. Intensely personal and intimate declamation, declarations can seem out of place and overly forceful. And I totally agree with that. Because like, you want to, but you may not commit genuinely. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love you reassurance. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. It's like, my mom would be like, what do I need to say to you? You know I love you. You're my son. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in Western culture, it's like this constant need for reassurance, you know? Reminder, I love you. But yeah. in my mind, I'm like, the reason that I would want to say I love you is because what if I don't see you tomorrow? Yeah, I just want them to know. Yeah, at least I know that, like, the last time I saw you, I said I love you. Yeah. Rather than, I don't want the chicken. <laughs> said, no leftovers. Yeah, no leftovers. I don't want the rice. I'm not going to eat at home. Okay, <laughs> exactly. then it's going in the garbage. Totally. Yeah, I would rather I love you than that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you say I love you to your mom? Yeah, sometimes I do it, like, yeah. on the phone. Yeah, see? And then if I see her. But it's, like, normal, right? Yeah, It's just not, like, it's... awkward for you. No, it comes with the bye sometimes, or the high. Yeah. Like no. even uh, not it doesn't just span like like I I can't say I love you to my mom I would <laughs> I would never say I love you to my brother what why it's so lovable it's like awkward right and you know I would but like love you everybody <laughs> <laughs> hey love you thanks for the ride love you love you yeah, I'll say it, that I'll say it next time we're in the car together when yeah. I leave and I'll wait till he responds and if he does it. <laughs> yeah. Show you back. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. That's a test. And we'll then see. we'll see what happens. We'll we'll tell our all our friends in the podcast <laughs> yeah. um, what happened. Um but even like to my aunts and like my my cousins, I guess like I sort of say it to like Holly in like a joking way, like or sometimes I say it to her like but it's awkward, you know, it's not something that we say a lot. It's not in our vocabulary. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just it just yeah. It, I think What's the word in Chinese or Cantonese for love? Um, it's a weird sound. It's it's like very throttle. It's loy. Oh, no wonder you could probably even say it in <laughs> Cantonese either. Loy. <laughs> what's what's I love you in Tagalog? Mahal. Mahal. Mahalo. Mahal kita is I love you. Mahal. What you speak a different? I speak Ilocano. <laughs> so. It's I like the bush like, language, right? <laughs> it's, like so it's like Tagalog is like, if you like love someone yeah. strongly, it's like mahal kita. And yeah. then Ilocano is like, kayat ko. <laughs> That's actually, I like you. Or like, kayat yeah. ko. Yeah. It's like so, yeah, jungle. <laughs> yeah. Jungle but, language. So I guess you're, I guess in your situ, in this situation, you don't, like you are more on the the Western culture side. Like you, it's harder for you to relate to what I'm saying, right? It's harder because we're very affectionate too. Yeah. Like my grandma, maybe like it'd be less as we got older, but she'd be like always so huggy. Mm-hmm. Like she instead of kissing, it'd be like smelling. Yeah. So like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would happen when you're younger. When you're older, I feel like like in our teenage years, we got that way less. Yeah. And then she'd feed us more. Totally. Um, but yeah, we just grew up with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that like the lack of public displays of emotion in Chinese culture is wrong. I'm just I'm just saying it's like really different the way yeah. like I keep saying Chinese, but it's like not it's not just Chinese. Yeah. It's like Korean culture, Japanese culture, whatever. But you don't think your mom loves you less? No, I know she loves me, but yeah. I just think like I said, growing up in Western culture, I've been taught that that's the norm to yeah. be told that you are loved, but you don't get told that. 
So then you're, it's like this conflict where I know she loves me, but it would be nice to hear it. Yeah, the reassurance. Be nice denial. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like a low context society in, you know what I mean? I need that reassurance. I don't need it, but it's it's a nice to hear. Yeah, you want it, and that's okay. That's a the human emotion of yeah. wanting that. Think if I ever like sum up the courage to say it, I would probably like start crying. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to I'll tell take you the that. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> just put it in a card first. Just maybe you can um, gauge like Mother's Day. Something less threatening of a I don't day. Know. I don't think you kind she, of that, expect it. The context of that will be lost right away. Okay. She wouldn't even look at the card. She'll look at the gift. She'd be like, what'd you get me? Yeah. Okay. See, gift giving. The whole like, um, they focus more on like negative kind of critique rather than positive affirmation. For sure. That's like such a huge thing that I grew up with. Oh, goodness. Like, C plus? What the fuck? You <laughs> failed. <laughs> where's Where's my bamboo stick? I'm going to beat your ass. You know what I mean? It's like that but kind but of... But I passed. <laughs> Not in and my I'm family. In, I'm in the honor roll still. But yeah, like, you see how, like, I feel like that's why I think it's so important that if you're going to bring your child as an immigrant into a new culture, such a huge culture, a polar opposite culture, it's really important that you, you adapt to those cultures because otherwise this kid's going to be confused and they're going to be fucked up. Especially for things like that. Yeah. I, I think it's important to also, like, preserve some of the culture. But in yeah. this situation, I think it, like, I don't know. I know for me, it definitely fucked me up. Also, I'm not growing. fucked up. Like, I'm not crazy. Oh, fucked up, <laughs> y'all. Anyways, that's the point of my story is that, you know. Well, especially I just want to be told it. that my mom loves me. Is Your that too much? Your mom loves you. She loves you. <laughs> is that too much to ask for? That isn't that too much. No. No, not at all. So. I'll tell your mom to tell you. Yeah. Tell Diane. Tell, hey, Diane. <laughs> I'll take the chicken. Yeah. Tell Colton you love them. Exactly. Okay? Deal. Shake on it. Uh, I was really hoping that you'd be able to relate to it, but I didn't. I totally forgot that. Yeah. Your family's much more loving than they my are, They're very supportive, too. So even when I was growing up, I felt like I can do, like, anything. Yeah. And then even when I was stupid, like, I was fucking up at school, bad grades, my mom got me a tutor. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, hey, why are you so dumb? Like, what's <laughs> exactly. happened to you? Yeah. Um, so I got a tutor, yeah. like a math tutor. Right. I failed biology. Yeah. And then we, like me and my mom talked about a plan that I can still graduate. I just redid the test. Yeah. Like. Whereas like failing in your family was like, we'll be there for you. We'll support you. We'll get yeah. through this. In my family, it's like, oh my God, wait if I don't make it, I better, <laughs> yeah, wait till my dad gets home. We're like, I better like start burying, like uh, shoveling my grade because I'm going to be dead by tonight. Yeah, six feet under. Ask yeah. your brother to help you dig that hole. Yeah, like uh, childhood story. I know we're running out of time, but childhood story. Yeah, yeah. Um, me and Coleman were so afraid of our grades, report cards, yeah. that when we got our report cards and we got B's and C's, we'd wipe them out and change them to like A's. Oh my gosh. A's and B's. And then, so the first time we did it, we told the teachers that we lost our report cards. Oh my gosh. So they let that slide. The second time we did it. Can't lose it twice. We didn't lose it twice. So after we whited it out, we scratched the whiteout off and then we, uh, we took markers and we drew all over it like. A report card, and be like, "Oh yeah, our little cousin got the report card." I thought it was like a coloring paper, so they like drew all over it, and then the, oh my gosh! And then after, so then when we did that, the principal called me into the office and was like, "Can you explain what this is?" And then I was like, "I don't know, like my cousin, <laughs> like yeah, Coleman, it happened to his too." Yeah, she just got them and she started coloring all over them, and she's like, "Are you lying?" And I was like, "No," and she's like, "You don't have to be afraid." You can tell me. 
And I was like, I'm not lying. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and then she's like, Colton, tell me the truth. Oh, no. And then I was like, oh, I'm lying. I'm sorry. We changed it. And she's like, why did you change it? And then I was like, because we didn't want our parents to get mad at us. And then she's like, what would happen if your parents get mad at you? And then she's like, and, and then like, of course, me being young and not understanding the implications of saying what I what I said. I said, <gasps> yeah. they would hit us. Oh, my gosh. And then she's like, where did where would they hit you? And then I was like, on my hands. And then they're like, <laughs> she's like, you don't have to cry. Everything will be okay. And I was like, are you going to call my parents? And they're like, we're going to have to talk to them. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get it. <laughs> I know, exactly. Oh, no. What happened to Coleman then? Did his report card did yeah. call him down I, I, I outed us both. Oh, shame. And then when I saw Coleman afterwards, oh, my God. He was like, oh, my God, we're so <laughs> dead. We're so dead. <laughs> How old are you guys? I don't know. I was in like grade three or four. Grade two or three? Two or three. So that's like seven. Yeah. So he's like 10. Yeah. So grade five. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. still a very scary age. Yeah. And then, so then when we went home, like we knew that they were going to call us. So we like unplugged the phone. We, we took the phone off the dial. Oh. <laughs> and we, we, we held it for that long. But eventually we had to go to bed. And then we're like, okay, we think it's time to like put the phone back on. And then the moment we did, they called. What? What time was that? Like nine o'clock? I don't guess so. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But they knew. They're like these fucking these sneaky ass ghetto brothers. Fuck <laughs> are they doing? Yeah. And then what happened? And then they so they met obviously. So I didn't really get in a lot of trouble, but my mom was like very stern with me. She's like, "Don't ever do that again." Did Colin get in trouble? I think he did. I think he got his ass beat. Oh my gosh. No wonder he hates you. Just kidding. (laughs) It doesn't hate you. He hates me. No, he doesn't. Oh my gosh. Look at it started. I'm going to like remember that. Now go tell him you love him. No. (laughs) Fuck that. He hates me. Love ya. (laughs) Love ya. (laughs) So yeah, that's, anyways, that's a side story and going off tangent, but that's my topic. (laughs) The lack of public displays of affection in Asian culture. Oh, I get that too. Yeah, totally. All right. Um, so now I know what the fifth love language is. <laughs> acts of service. Like you do things for them? Yeah. So I think my mom's is definitely like uh, acts of service yeah. and giving. Gift giving. Gift giving. I think those are my mom's too. Really? But your mom also displays it to you a lot as well. Yeah, not so. Like, But how she I think she feels the most loved is like acts of service, gift giving. Got it. I don't know if she cares so much about my words. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think she hears me. <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> we should have your mom on the next podcast and we can just grill her. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yeah. I hope there's like a huge spotlight right above her. Make her sweat a little bit. And then we can try my mom and see what happens. No, I think your mom's too cool. Like, she's steady. I don't think anything would she's rock like, her. Listen, you motherfucker. She's not going to break me. Like, I, I know this break. game. Yeah, ask me anything. <laughs> bring it. Yeah, all right. Yes, no. <laughs> I brought chicken. You want some? Yeah, you're taking it home. <laughs> yeah, I don't want home. chicken. <laughs> well, you're taking it home. I packed it for you. Yeah, she always sends food home to your brother. I know. That's just love, I tell you. Love. Does my brother... You should tell my brother that. What? Teach him that when he accepts the food that my mother gives him, he accepts love from her mother. Doesn't he always, though? She's always bringing food home. And she's always like, bring stuff home for Jessalyn. Yay. So that means she loves you. Yay. I already knew that anyway. When yeah. she showers me with jewelry. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, the baby with jewelry. When was that? Was that last weekend? She made sure that Jessalyn came. Yeah. And then when she came, she got... Are you wearing those? Are yeah, those it? Yeah. <laughs> the pearl, pearl earrings. Pearl earrings. And a, That's my breast too. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and the little anklets from a baby. Yeah. It's like a little bell anklet. Thanks, Diane. It's mom. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> mom. Lerp, yeah. All right, should we move on to some sweet and sour? Yeah, so the last episode was talking about uncivilized people. I was just talking about smoking in general, yeah, right? Yeah. Smoking and yeah. then littering. Right. Did I say anything about coughing? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How much time do we have? Coughing. Why doesn't anyone cover their mouths? I cover why don't they mouth. do the Dracula thing? I do the Dracula thing. Like why? They're just like full on mouth big, like in my face. Oh really? Yeah. Where? It was like on the bus at the bus stop when I'm walking, <laughs> when I'm gra- grabbing my lunch at the food court at the Harbor Center, just day to day stuff. Oh no. So one thing that was awful. Okay, so it sucks. Someone did cough in my face. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of doing the Dracula thing. Yeah. So, like, on the bus, um, you know, there's, like, the door to exit. It's, like, in the back. And then there's, like, seats just, like, right yeah. in front of it. Right. It was a really crowded bus. Yeah. I got the seat, the singular seat. He's, like, jam-packed um, in there with the other people. He's holding on. He went to cough. No, was it a sneeze? doesn't matter. Fucking air came out of his mouth. <laughs> and he went to do the Dracula yeah. cough thing. But he missed? Well, no. He missed other people, yes, but totally got me square in the face. So I'm like under his arm. So he did like a sitting. dab instead. Yeah, and then he got it right on me. And I was like, ah! And he's he like, like oh, went, sorry. Achoo. And I was like, oh my gosh, he gave me something. That's for sure I caught something. Were you like wiping whatever it is off the No, face? it was just like I felt the air, the whoosh from it. And I was like, ah! and I looked at him, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, ah. And then I, my next, it was like the next stop. I had to jump off, but like, fuck, I was mortified. I had to like wipe it. But that was by accident. It was by accident. He meant to, he meant to do the Dracula, but he did the dab instead. He did the dab. He protected everyone else but me, who was sitting there. (laughs) It's not like he was like, I'm gonna fucking get this bitch right now. Just like, yeah, look at her. She's not expecting it. (laughs) Or maybe he's like a sexual predator. He gets off on sneezing on girls. He's a freak, I tell you. No, but he apologized. Okay, so that's, I guess. He's not that uncivilized, but yeah, the other folks are. <laughs> the they call. fucking big I mean, mouth non-cover. I have a, a nurse cost. friend, um, and she told me that it's better to like, it's not good to cough on your hands because yeah. then you're coughing the bacteria on your hands and that's how you spread bacteria all around. Yeah. So it's good to do the Dracula or just cough out in the open air because then when you cough in the open air, the bacteria dies right away. Oh, is this why they're just like yeah. walking around all over the street? Just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do that all the time. I don't cough. That was you in Gaston. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I get it. It is really gross. Okay, so so that's your beef. That is my beef. And then my uh, sour. No, your sweet. (laughs) Oh wait, that was your sweet. (laughs) So you like it? I knew you liked it. (laughs) It's been a crazy few weeks. (laughs) That's the best thing that's happened to me. Yeah. Um, What's your sweet, girl? Sorry, my sweet is. There's a comedy show that happens at the Little Mountain, Mountain? Gallery yeah. on Saturday. So me and Coleman checked it out. I saw you went on Saturday after the East Side yeah. Festival. I saw like, I was on the on our Instagram and I saw like one of them liked your comment that you left on them. I was like, I know I that did. guy. He also, he's like one of the comedy guys at the Little Mountain Gallery. So their night was, pre- it was pretty funny. But that's so cool that you went. That's awesome. What was it? It was, um, so they had stand up at the beginning and then the improv. Okay. Um, Um, But yeah, it was such a good night. There's so many like really funny people. So so it's on Main Street? 
Main Street, just off of it. Yeah. I think it was like 19th or something. No, no, no. It was after 20, mm-hmm. after King Ed. Awesome. Anyways. It but it, it was a really good night. It was like $10. Uh, the drinks were fairly cheap. Yeah. And then um, you could, people brought their own food and oh, drinks nice. in there. So. Awesome. It's just by donation too sometimes as well. Oh, I think today is not... by donation. Okay. But yeah. So if you want to really go, good. we could probably go. We could go. Can um, we eat? Yeah. Wait, what time does it start? I think it's at nine. Okay. Um, okay. So that's your sweet and sour. I think those are great. That that I've been wanting to go to that that like that that little mountain gallery comedy show with you actually because I feel like you would have really appreciated it. So I I'm feel so happy like I could do it. Yeah, you should. We should do it. We should be like a tag team duo. Yeah, we should do it. Way to get our podcast out there. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, my turn, I guess. Yeah, it is. So what's my sour? I think one sour that I have. So our company claims that we're like a very diverse and multicultural company. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is it's mostly like. Blonde white bitches with ombre hair. <laughs> you know what I mean. And then it's a very popular hairdo. Yeah, and then so then my boss was like talking about it. He's white, but he's just like I thought it was completely hilarious how <laughs> in this meeting these blonde bimbos with like ombre hair are talking about how diverse they are when they all look alike. <laughs> and I was like, I'm surprised you said that considering you're white. And she's like, he's like, I grew up in Florida. Like, I grew up in, like, a multicultural, like, a city or a state or whatever. And I was like, that's so funny that a white person said that. Like, but it's so true. It. And so my my sour is the fact that how basic white bitches are so oblivious to multiculturalism and diversity. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I totally. If they all look the same and they're still, like, proclaiming yeah. diversity. Especially where I work, it's like, dude... There, you think you're diverse and you think that you know your shit about like multiculturalism. But when I see the crowd that you hang out with and the people you sit with, the people you work with, and just like your vibe, you are pure vanilla. (laughs) You are not Neapolitan ice cream, okay? You're not rainbow ice cream. No. You're just vanilla. Not even like pure vanilla being kind. You're like generic (laughs) vanilla. You're frozen dessert, girl. And I just can't help but roll my eyes at these bitches who are talking about how diverse they are and how diverse they, like, where they work and stuff. It's like, no, you aren't. And no, you don't. Understood. So, anyways, that's my kind of sour. So, my sweet is... I have two sweets, actually. One is uh, a recent movie that I watched on Netflix called Band-Aid. Oh, it's yeah. with Adam Pally and Zoe Lister-Jones. It's essentially about those two in a relationship that's falling apart for reasons that you'll find out when you watch the movie. Mm. And the way they mend that relationship is by playing in a band together and airing out their grievances by playing on the band. Oh, cool. So they write songs. S- yeah, super hilarious. Dry humor. Great songs, too. Like, I have the uh, the soundtrack like bookmarked on my phone because... On, on my Spotify because it's just Oh, so I want to watch it. Highly recommended. Yes. <laughs> and I then, will take your sweet. <laughs> my second is my really good friend, Hannah, mm. who we saw at the Culture Crawl. Yes. She's a local artist and I'd like to recommend her artwork. Yeah. So if you're on Instagram, follow... It's uh, Hannah Lee Joshi. Hannah Lee Joshi on Instagram. Amazing artwork. She has a very... She's, she has an illustrator. back, So she came from an illustration background yeah. doing cartoons. And so her artwork has a very whimsical lightheartedness to it. But at the same time, if you look if you look at some of her artwork, it also has a deeper emotional feeling that she's incorporated into the artwork. So yeah, if you're looking for local artists in Vancouver, I highly recommend you check out Hannah Lee Joshi on Instagram. H-A-N-N-A-L-E-E-J-O-S-H-I. You spelled it right. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. Not because I'm a friend, but because I am truly a fan of her artwork. 
And yeah, so that's my sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. I liked your sweet. And I'm glad that we got to see her at the Eastside Culture Crawl. Me too. I bought a few things too. Yeah, you bought her Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. Way so to she's support. funny too. Yeah. So I guess that's... That's, that's episode that. nine. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. nine. So I guess the next time... You'll hear from us will be Christmas and we'll have a very special Christmas gift for you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. you'll hate it and then you'll be like, what the fuck is this? Can't return it. Yeah. That's final sale, y'all. Exactly. Final you sale. listen, you buy it. Yeah, yeah whatever. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, um, that's it. Adios. Bye.